3: This is the following on podcast from TalkSport 2 and today we are following on from the second T20 between Bangladesh and England in Murpur. Bangladesh coming into the second game 1-0 up in the three-match series knowing that a win in match number two would therefore clinch them a series win against England and that's exactly what they've been able to do. Uh, They have beaten England by four wickets with seven balls to spare England lost the toss once again with Josh Butler put into bat and were bowled out from the final ball of their 20 overs from only 117 Ben Duckett top scored with 28 Phil Salt made 25 Moen Ali got to 15 Sam Curran 12 Ryan Ahmed 11 but it never really looked enough Mehdi Hassan taking a uh, T20 best of four for 12 from his four overs. Taskin Ahmed, Mustafizur, Shaqib Al-Hassan and Hassan Mahmood all taking a wicket apiece. Therefore, 118 the target from 20 overs for Bangladesh to win. England needed early wickets and they got them. Lytton Das and Roni Talakdar both dismissed for nine. At both courts, uh, Das off the bowling of Curran, Talakdar off the bowling of um, Joffre Archer, and England had themselves an opening when Ridoi made that three down with only 56 on the board. Two balls into the 11th and things really were opening up. But Najmal Hussain Shanto ended up 46 not out from 47 balls. Three fours to his name. Mehdi Hassan with the bright and breezy 20 from 16 with two sixes helped uh, Bangladesh get there. Although there was uh, not without a late fright as Shakibal uh, Hassan and Afif Hussain were both dismissed... Uh, for uh, 0 and 2 respectively the bowling figures for England Joffre Archer 3 for 13 from 4 Sam Curran 1 for 15 from 3 Moin Ali 1 for 25 from 4 Rayan Ahmed 1 for 11 from 2 Chris Wokes Adil Rashid and Chris Jordan went wicketless so Bangladesh win and therefore they win the series delighted to say that alongside me are Alex Tudor and Abhishek Junjunwala Gentlemen, let's start from an England point of view. Tudes, uh, look, a disappointing tell. There's, there's no two ways about it. Not a not what you'd say a, a brilliant pitch, but certainly not a 118 kind of pitch. But at least they made a game of it in the end, and they, they almost pulled off what would have been a sensational win.
2: Yeah, you're right, you're right there, Macca. As you said, not the amount of runs they would have liked. At one stage, they were 50 for one or six. So you're thinking if you get sort of round about 140 or so, that is going to be a fair total on that wicket. They fell well short of that. For Bangladesh and their plans, the way they executed the plans, they bowled extremely well as a unit. And a big unit as well because they used eight bowlers. Um, so that was great for them. England sort of mystified by a bit of the spin. It was sort of taken out a puff of dust as it was turning a few advances down the wicket and missing it and uh, you know the wicket keeper was outstanding and then when coming to bowl as you say England they battled hard I think with Archer and with Rashid and Moen Ali they bowled extremely well you know uh, to see Archer bowl with that pace and that veracity and the cleverness in which he does he's not just all pace he can mix it up extremely well and 3 for 13 on that wicket was fantastic but we were wondering who was going to bowl at the death. You called it. He, was good. he went to Jordan and he was always going to come into that cold regardless of the amount of cricket that he's played. His form at the death has been a little bit indifferent in the last few years as well. So to try and keep them down was always going to be difficult. It's either one, one of that you'll be king of the hill or you'll be villain. Unfortunately tonight he'll most probably be the villain but that's T20 cricket and that happens. But, you know, hats off to Bangladesh. They've played some very good cricket in these last two T20s and well-deserving of their win.
3: I be mean, looking at Bangladesh, first of all, um, in the first game, they used the minimum requirement, five bowlers, four, four apiece. Today, eight bowlers used. It was almost as if all of a sudden they... they well, go on then. We'll, we'll, we'll go with what the analyst said. Because we all know, you know, the analysts are all about match-ups and all of that. Yeah. You know, Shaky Balhasan was was bowling brilliantly, but actually didn't bowl that much because it would have been left-arm spinner to left-hand batsman. Therefore, we want the off-spinners. It, it was almost like the analyst was suddenly running things, wasn't it? It was a completely yeah.
4: different approach. I mean... Yeah, recently, if you look at international cricket or any franchise cricket, that has been the... That's the way it's been. The moment there is a left-hander, you tend to not give the bowling to a left-hand left-arm spinner at all. And I just don't understand. Then either you don't pick them, or you don't. What's the point of picking them if they if they're not good enough to bowl to a left uh, left-hand batter at international level? There's there's something wrong with it. I, I'm I'm all up for matches, but you cannot just say that. You can't go with the pre- preconceived mind that if the moment there is a left-hand batter, I'm not going to use my left-arm spinner, though he's bowling really well. He's better than the off spinner who's going to come and bowl. Who's a part timer, and definitely he's got more chances of picking a wicket. But I'm not going to give him a ball just because it's a left hand batter there. So I think that, that that thinking needs to change. And there's too much focus on, uh, yeah, the statisticians who are running the show in a lot of teams. And you know, at one point in time, you got to go out there in the middle and just think uh, what best suited at that point in time, and which is not happening. Because Shaqib bowled a brilliant over. He bowled one. He gave one run in that over, took a wicket, and straight after that, he stopped himself being the captain just because there were two left-hand, uh, two left-hand batters.
3: Ryan Ahmed made his T20 international debut for England in this game. He made his One Day International debut uh, in the series just a few days ago. So he's now a fully fledged international uh, player in all formats. England only brought thirteen players on the tour. Um, Rayan Ahmed came in today for Mark Wood. Uh, We're hearing there's a bit of a niggle over Reese Topley, so they're not really... I mean, they're almost picking from 12. Uh, We're going to have this conversation on air now, Alex Tudor, because you and I had a conversation about this off air during the game. Are England almost in danger of undermining this series? You know, only bringing 13 players for six matches, three one-day internationals, three T20s. They were short of... They weren't relatively short on the batting as it was. Yes, you've got all-rounders who can step up. But they're an injury away from, from being very short in terms of batting. Now, Tom Abel got injured before the series, couldn't take his place. Will Jax flies from New Zealand, then does a, has a quad problem. I know that there are agreements in place for Jason Roy to go to the PSL and various other players to go to, to other competitions. I cannot believe there is not a youngster in England... Who, if got a phone call from Rob Key, who said, "Look, do you fancy going to Bangladesh? You might be there four or five days. You might, you know, only get a, a few balls in nets, but we need a body there." I can't believe there's not a youngster who would have gone. Absolutely. Tell me, wh- tell me which airline, where I'm checking in. Um, my kit's in the car already. It, it it feels like they're almost disrespecting this series a little bit here.
2: Going going with 12 fit players. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. Until you told me, Maka, that there was only thirteen. It's unbelievable, really, in this day and age. In that, in that, in Bangladesh as well, you can always get an illness and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, as you said, you're real short. I mean, we're coming to a time now where domestic franchises are overpowering international cricket. Players are saying, Look, you know, there's a lot of money to be had, and I'm not faulting the players at all. You you get what you can. If people going to give you money, you take it, okay? But gone are the days where it was you had to you know establish yourself as an international player to make the money it's now gone the other way where the franchises are now dominating and if in any sport if you start to take liberties you're going to get bit in the bum and unfortunately for England this mini tour to Bangladesh they've been bit in the bum I know a lot of people most probably come out and say listen there was no brook there was no Stokes there's no Bearstow, Roy's disappeared you know Livingston. livingston still you know um so there's still a lot of characters and players and quality players to step into this side and it's for the individuals that are there to keep your name in the hat the only way you do that is by performing as you rightly said there's a lot of county players playing a lot of cricket at the moment franchise cricket i'm thinking of tom kohler cadmore is a very very good t20 player Adam Hose is a very, very good 20, T20 player. We've experienced now. They've played a lot of Vitality Blast. They, they, you know, they played in the Big Bash and, and in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. You know, so they've, they've played a lot of cricket. I'm sure if a phone call went to a couple of those guys, listen, do you want to meet up with the England guys and just be on? I guarantee they would go. Guarantee they were good. So, so, but listen, England have embarrassment of riches at the moment. They need to utilise it. But the guys that uh, get the opportunity... You have to take it. I want to hear no moaning from individuals if when the big guns come back and they say, well, I didn't get a fair crack at a whip. You know, you've had a few games now and when you get your chance, you have to take it because there's too many quality players who are not playing to come back into the side.
3: Games and matches and results like this are okay as long as you learn from them. You know, they always say you learn more from a defeat than you do from a victory. So, Avi, looking at this... What do you think England have learnt so far, then?
4: I think, first of all, they cannot take these uh, bilateral series lightly. It felt like they were, like, okay losing the series. It came across like that. Uh, Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's just against Bangladesh. Who cares? You know, when we play the Indias or the Australias or South Africans, we'll put a full squad out. But, I mean, first of all, I, I just feel it's a bit like, you know, giving the respect Bangladesh needs or requires in international cricket. They have been there. A long time now. They have beaten top teams in ICC events. So I think they deserve a bit more respect uh, from all, all the countries. Yes, again, and also, as Jude said, at the same time, it was a great opportunity for the likes of Ben Duckett, Davi Milan and everyone to perform, put their hands up and, and put real pressure on the big boys when they turn up for the big event, saying, you know what, whenever we got an opportunity, we have done really well, so you've got to fight for your spot. But now nobody needs to fight for their spot because nobody has done anything in their series and, and the biggest, biggest drawback for India, uh, England in this series has been their batting. I mean, there was a lot of opportunity for the top order or the middle order. And the only time they look that they can put up a score is when Josh Butler was out there in the middle. The moment he was out, they never see, they never looked like that they're going to get any runs. Yeah. Salt,
3: 25 from 19. Milan, 5 from 8. Moeen, 15 from 17. Butler, 4 from 6 today. Duckett, 28 at a runnable. Current 12 from 16. Wokes, 0 from 2. Was uh, one of two stumpings in the over... By Lytton Das off the bowling of mahedi Curran... Uh, being the other one... Uh, Jordan three from ten... Rayan Ahmed run out... For eleven at a runnable... Rashid not out one from two... Jofra Archer run out... From the final ball of the inning... So naught from one... Do you know what... I want to praise Bangladesh... Because do you know what... Actually... They've been really, really good. And the fact that they had one approach down in, uh, in Chattergram, they've had a different approach today, uh, and played a completely different way, and th- they've won this game. Yes, it's in their conditions, and it, it's pretty hard conditions. Let's make no bones about it. But actually, they had a bit of a wobble up towards the end. But, you know, what? I've, they're a really tough little side, aren't they, Tunes?
2: they are and we knew this when, when Bangladesh first came into it they were a little bit of the whipping boys but they were learning all, and then they you know the backroom staff they're getting a little bit more experience the, the structure of their cricket back home was getting stronger you know they've got their own franchise now so they're getting quality internationals learning from them we knew this a, a country that loves their cricket they were only going to get better um, and we've seen that and they were well deserving of their series win and their victory they were clever plans to the England batters their bowlers were outstanding in the field they're athletic and and, and jubilant they get around um, and all round they look good their batters Santo looks good you know good young player who's looked established at the at the crease a little bit of dominance as well and uh, you know obviously Shaquib you know the, the local hero didn't get in any today but they're a, a good outfit and uh, too good for England and this England 11 today. I mean, the positives for England for me at this whole series, not only Butler's form, but Archer. Archer, you know, getting through, getting through these games, bowling with the pace that we we once saw is back. His tricks are still there. You know, you know, um, we're all praying that he gets through the IPL. Hopefully, he doesn't get overused there. But he's going to be in the IPL. They don't care. They pay him a lot of money. He'd be over there. Um, can he get through that? And then it's the summer at home. Is he ready for the Ashes?
3: Absolutely. Um, just on uh, Bangladesh for a, for a second, Abhi. Uh, yes, we know all about the experience of Shaqib Al-Hassan, but, he, but he's 35. Now we're looking at some of the other names. You know, we've seen Hassan Mamu today, 23. Afif is only 23. Um, going through some of the others, Mehdi Hassan, 25. Shanto's only 24. Um, we'll ignore... Um, Roni Talakdar, because he's a bit of an outlier at 32 yeah. for his uh, three appearances now in, in eight years. Uh, Shamim Hossain, 22 years of age. Um, Ridoy is, is 22 as well. Looks like they're starting to get a group together to take them through that next phase. It
4: looks, looks in a very good hand, to be honest. Yes, they, they need somebody like Shakib to... Yeah, give them all his experience, be around the team for the next couple of years and share his experiences, share his all his wisdom, what he has learned over the last 10, 15 years, playing at the highest level with the best cricketers. So there's a lot of uh, message which can be passed on through him to these youngsters. Obviously, they are just coming into the scene. And the future looks very, very bright for Bangladesh cricket. You've seen some real good talent in terms of fast bowling. They've got some really quality spinners, and batting is coming along quite nicely. And with all these leagues popping around the world, and they are getting an opportunity to play all over the world in different conditions. And you see a lot of Bangladesh players also getting opportunity to play in the IPL. So the more you play in these leagues, the more you play against the top cricketers. You will learn. You will pick up small things. Imagine... Some of these guys just being in the dressing room with the likes of Kohli when they got the opportunity to be with the likes of Chris Gayle, AB De Villiers. The wisdom, the things you learn, and it's not just about cricket, it's about how they prepare for those big moments, how they prepare for those matches. That's what you learn and improve as cricketers.
3: Well, they're potentially going to win a, a three match series 3 0 for only the second time. That's the prospect of what's in, in store of them uh, on Tuesday. The previous time, against Ireland. 11 years ago, back in 2012. So that gives you an idea of uh, just what they've achieved. Um, let's hear from the England captain, Jos Butler. I'll tell you one thing, though, before we do. I guarantee you, you won't be able to tell whether England have won or England have lost from this interview because we've <laughs> said this is something that we both love about him, Abbey, is that he is so level. He doesn't get too high. He doesn't get too low. And therefore, it's going to be fascinating to hear him uh, speaking now at the post-match presentation ceremony.
1: Joss Butler series lost tonight how disappointing is that yeah disappointing um never won a lose series i thought it was uh, a interesting game of cricket um, you know, these sort of low scoring games are, are quite exciting and um that was probably again sort of only 10 or 15 runs short really i thought it was a, an outstanding bowling performance to um put that much pressure on bangladesh in the chase
5: did you did you know at half time that 117 was, wasn't actually a million miles off
1: I think we sort of talked about sort of 140 being a, a really good score, um, and then we lost a few wickets, so we we're probably thinking 130, 135 um, would have actually been a yeah pretty tough chase, especially with the bowling options we had. You know, we, we managed to put some really good pressure on on Bangladesh, and, and they say those extra sort of 10 or 15 runs would have, would have been really interesting uh, game.
5: You changed your batting order tonight, came in a bit lower yourself, something you haven't actually done for England for quite a long time. I know you've done it a few times on the franchise circuit, but can you talk us through that thinking?
1: Yeah, just, you know, we've obviously got a bank of left-handers there all together. So just to sort of maybe try and break that up a little bit and um, ask a few different questions of, of the opposition. Um, but um, no, I don't think I'd change it with hindsight. It's sort of yeah, easy to say that when it sort of doesn't go as you would have, Liked, but um, now that's what I thought was a good option today, and, and these kind of turning wickets to try and have sort of left and right handers a, a bit of a mix might have been a good option.
5: Obviously, batting is difficult in these conditions, both here and in Chittagong. But what do you feel you need to do better as a batting group? What, what, what's been lacking so far?
1: I'm um, just a uh... Sort of that getting in phase, I think, is in this part of the world is is quite tricky. Um, It's quite easy to face a few dot balls and and then feel under a little bit of pressure. But maybe that sort of breaking point um, of when you feel in in these conditions might be sort of four or five, ten balls later than it might be, uh, say, on a good wicket at Trent Bridge. So it's it's just um, understanding that, sort of not batting with any ego, um, understanding the conditions and sort of what you're aiming for, really, in in terms of. a score, um, so I think. But we're not a million miles off. You lost a couple of batters to injury before this series, both inexperienced
5: guys and Will Jackson, Tom Abel. Do you, do you wish you had another uh, another option there?
1: I think easy to say, but I think um, we've got a lot of really strong all-rounders, um, and as opposed to bringing someone. Else in. Um, there's a number of people who are, uh, for various reasons, unavailable for the tour. and um, I think we've got a really strong group of, of all-rounders there and we've given them an opportunity to bat a little bit higher and have a little bit more um, responsibility. And also I think we'll, yeah, they are guys who will be exposed to sort of maybe these conditions in, in the 50-over World Cup as well. So that's the thinking behind it.
5: On the positive side, tonight you managed to get uh, Arm at a debut in third format for him. You gave him his cat. How did you feel he went? He, he was kind of spunky with a bat and then he bowled pretty well as well.
1: Yeah, he did, absolutely. Um, he's a really exciting cricketer. I think you know, he's going to affect the game and yeah, with the bat and the ball and, and in the field as well, and uh, he doesn't lack confidence. He, he wants the ball, he wants to bowl, and um, yeah, he was jumping my arm off to try and get more overs there, which now um, maybe I, I should have bowled him a bit more. But uh, I think he's going to go on and, and have a really um, exciting and successful career. Is Great, the sort of energy and passion he has for the game, and that's infectious for the rest of the group. When you see sort of such a young guy come in and and play with such a smile on his face, so um, no, really, you know, look forward to watching him develop.
5: We sat down with Jofra Archer yesterday. He told
1: us he wasn't going to bend
5: his back too much on these Bangladeshi wickets if he wasn't going to get much out of them. But he was he was in the 90s very comfortably tonight, and he bowled brilliantly, didn't he? Three wickets.
1: Yeah, he bowled fantastically well. Um, like you can. Um, you know, he can turn it on when he wants to in terms of pace. He's, he's you know, so skillful. He can bowl in a variety of ways in, in different conditions. So, um, But other, you, know, you watch him travel to the crease, it looks so easy. And, and let's say he's got that easy pace. So um, as an England fan, it's that's that's really exciting to see him perform like he does. It must be so
5: nice to have him back after so long without him in your team.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, it's, it's brilliant for... Um, you know for us as a team for me as a captain to have a guy like that to to throw the ball to um, and uh, yeah for for english cricket as a whole you know he's such a a superstar player and um you know it's just fantastic to see him back doing what he does best after a long period out
4: many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care
0: to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Told you. (laughs) You couldn't tell whether England have won or lost from his tone. Uh, Mahedi Hassan, by the way, has been
3: named as the player of this particular match. Unsurprising, really, considering he took four for 12 from his four overs for his best return in international T20s. He's been speaking with Shamin Chowdhury as well.
7: Congratulations. (laughs) Top-class performance. You must be absolutely over the moon. Must be very delighted. Definitely, Alhamdulillah, I'm really happy because after a long time I played T20 matches so I was a little bit confused but uh, our uh, team management and team captain players, everybody supporting me. You didn't look confused at all, I can tell you that. You bowled so very well. You got that extra bit of turn from the wicket and uh, really gave the England batters a bad time. Yeah, definitely wicket was a little turning so you might be get help for the spinner so I just try to good line and length and I'm just uh, keep keep going to ball in the right track. And when you came into bat, it wasn't a very easy track to bat on, but you did manage well with yeah, your partners. Definitely. Uh, the captain said that uh, if, if right-handed batsman out, I'm just going. I just try to keep rotating a strike. And uh, if the ball is bad, I just try to hit. Well, you we'll keep on trying rotating the good innings. Thank you for talking to us. Thank you very much. Thank to you.
6: you.
3: Well, Mahedi Hassan, a very, very deserved player of the match. Four 12 in 24 balls that's a cracking cracking effort gentlemen
4: he controlled the middle period that's exactly what he did he put a lot of pressure on the england batters a lot of dot balls and dot balls are the best way to pick up wickets we all know in the shorter format and yeah his control his and the variety and his and he's got so much skill he's got so many different deliveries to bowl makes him hard Right let's hear from the winning captain
3: Shakib Al hassan has been speaking with Shamim Tareyder as well and imagine he is going to be
7: in a very very happy state of mind Well that big smile tells the story you must be over the moon because beating the world champions 2-0 early on it must give you a wonderful feeling Yes I thought we, we bowled uh, really well um... You know, they they had a very good start uh, given the condition, Uh, but uh, we we kept our nerves. Uh, Spinner came after six over, you know, restrict them, and then, you know, overall it was a very good uh, team effort, I would say. Absolutely, and the support that you needed in the outfield, some very good catches taken. You're talking about holding your nerves, not with the bat on the ball. You needed that in the outfield too. Yes, uh, you know, on a, on a tricky game like this where there is not much score to be uh, scored. So it was important, you know, we, we kept our nerves. I think Shanto batted really well. Miraz playing, you know, uh, was not playing on the first game, but uh, came back today and played a superb, superb innings for the for the team. You know, his his 15-20 uh, runs was very crucial. Shanto batted really well. Miraz balled. You know, all the bowlers bowled really well. Yeah, I think everyone played very well. We're a little short of time. Congratulations again, Shakib. And keep up the good work. Make it 3-0 for the, the you know. Bangladeshi supporters. Thank you.
3: So there you go, Shakib Al-Hassan. Happy man, as we uh, suggested. Um, just some final thoughts then. Uh, Alex Tudor and Abhishek Jindjumwa. I was going to say, where do England go from here? But in many respects they haven't got any cards to play because as we've already said they haven't actually got that many players all they can potentially do well they've got two options do exactly the same again and say right go out and do it better or slightly
2: tinker with the batting order but that's really
3: about the only cards they've got isn't it?
2: Yeah that's right as you said he's only got you know Reece Topley's got a little bit of a niggle so as you said you're only down to 12 so it's most probably same players out again they may tinker with the batting lineup depending on you know the wicket so to say, so, listen, um as, I was, uh, as I've said before, you know, it's for individuals, your Phil sorts, your bend Duckett. stuff like that. When you get the opportunity, you've got to take it. If you want to create a headache for the captain and the coach, go out there, score your runs. Otherwise, you'll find yourself out the side. When the big guns come back, you know, it's as simple as that. You know, it's it's brutal. It's um, professional sport. And when you get your opportunity, you have to take it. You know, you have to score that 80, 90, 100 to create the problem for the captain. If you don't do that, then it's an easy decision. When your Bairstow's come back, Jason Roy to come back, his, his, yo, um, you know, Brook is the hot man on everyone's lips at the minute, a fantastic player in all facets of the game. You know, Ben Stokes to come back in T20, Liam Livingston to come back from injury. You know, there's a lot that he's got. But as you said, you know, they don't now have a lot of time. October's going to come quick enough. Isn't it? You know, for this uh, for this World Cup, so um, you know they need to get themselves right. You know, the bowling looks good when you know you have got Mark Wood to come back and bowl 90 mile an hour. Archers bowling at that, I suppose the decision would have to be Chris Jordan, maybe if you know Topley's back. Uh, you know that may be an option, but he gives you so much in the field and and with late older runs as well. He, he's got better with that as Chris Jordan hitting the boundaries. But as you said. You know, Joss Butler and uh, and Mott, the coach, that's what they get paid the big bucks to, to make these big decisions. Absolutely. Uh, Well, you two get
3: paid big bucks. So thank you very much for uh, joining us today, for giving us your insights uh, following on podcast. We'll be back with you on Tuesday after the uh, final T20 of this series, the final game of the six matches in uh, Bangladesh between uh, Bangladesh and England. Bangladesh, though, are 2-0 up going into the uh, final game thanks to a four-wicket victory in the second T20 International. They achieved the 118 they needed to win with seven balls to spare. You've been listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport. If you missed any of the show or wish to catch up, you can download the podcast. Now available via the free TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget, for more cricket content, you can listen to The Cricket Collective on TalkSport2 every Tuesday evening as Neil Manthorpe and Double Ashes winner Steve Harmison debate the biggest stories with a host of big names. And if you want to send us a question to a member of the TalkSport team, you can tweet us at cricket underscore TS and we'll answer your question on the next podcast. But for now, you've been listening to Following On.